Good afternoon, good evening, or good morning. I guess it could be the morning, wherever you are in the world. It's me, Damien Barr, welcoming you back to another Salon exclusive where you get to be the first to hear about the upcoming books that we are most excited about. Now, actually, you won't be the first to hear about this next one because everybody is talking about it. Yes, it's the new book from Candice Carty-Williams, the Sunday Times best-selling author of Queenie. Now, everybody loved Queenie and we've all been very excited to find out what she's going to do next. So, here we have People Person, a very big-hearted, darkly funny character-led novel about five adult half-siblings and they've all got abandonment issues. They're brought together by a crisis that shapes them into a family? Or is it a family that's shaped into a crisis? I don't know. At its heart is the protagonist, Dimple, a lovely name for a character, who is a 30-something lifestyle influencer who is all sorts of flawed but lovable and needs her siblings for the first time. I love this quote from Sarah Collins, salon favourite, beloved, super beloved Sarah Collins. Sarah says, People Person is a portrait of a family that is as poignant as it is hilarious. Candice is a writer who is not only revealing modern Britain with each of her novels, she is defining it. Ooft, quotes you dream of. I love Candice's writing and I love her presence in the world and the way that she deals with issues head on in the most human way. The following is an excerpt from chapter one where we meet the father of these siblings who pays more attention to his gold jeep than any of his children and special thanks to our narrator Danielle Vitalis who also read the audiobook. Let's have a listen. Their father, Cyril Pennington, was not a discriminatory man. He had five children five children that he claimed, with four different women. Though claiming isn't the same as paying child support or being physically, mentally or emotionally present. Claiming, in Cyril Pennington's way, was being generally aware that he had five children. And possibly more, but he wasn't going to go looking. Remembering their names, and sometimes their birthdays, and asking them for money when times were hard. He worked as a bus driver spending his days doing very little in addition to his job, but flirting with passengers, chasing women much too young for him, and playing dominoes with his acquaintances at the barbershop near the bus garage. Although he was, unknowingly, a master of detachment, Cyril saw himself as more of a people person than a father. Sadly for his children, this sociability didn't extend to the five of them in a way that was mutually beneficial. Cyril's eldest was Nikisha Pennington, fiery, driven and bright. She'd decided long ago that having a man in her life was never essential, more like something nice to pick up when she needed and put back down when she didn't. She had very little time for daddy issues and actually found the term offensive. The suggestion that she had the issue as a result of being left behind was unbelievable to her. Nikisha's mother was Bernice. Benice's mum had worked at the dental practice Cyril's mother Dolores ran with her husband. Cyril had known Benice for a while before he'd got her into bed and subsequently got her pregnant. Benice was a slim and captivating, 
wildly flirty Jamaican woman with an outwardly sunny disposition, but mainly a tongue that would and could lyrically destroy you. Nikisha had picked this up from Benice as she'd grown older and sometimes deployed it, but only when she needed to. Then came Danny Smith Pennington. His mother was Tracy Smith, a friendly and more than accommodating petite white woman with a dark blonde bob who lived on the block near the bus garage where Cyril worked. Cyril would help Tracy carry her shopping up the dull stone steps to the flat until the day she asked him if he'd like to come inside for a cup of tea. When she fell pregnant, Cyril, in his own optimistic way, vowed to himself that he'd make strides to be present in the life of this child, and also to Nikisha, the two-year-old daughter he already had. That was the first time Cyril had ever notably lied to himself. Three years later, Cyril became father to Dimple Pennington and Elizabeth Adesina, not twins, but born three weeks apart. Dimple arrived, weeping as gently as a baby could, three weeks early, while Elizabeth, who would be known as Lizzie by those close to her, arrived silently, precisely on schedule, and already seemingly unimpressed by the world she'd been born into. Cyril had met Janet, Dimple's mother, at a nightclub on Old Kent Road he was DJing at. His DJ name was Fireshot. It was also the name of the sound system he'd built back in Jamaica, before London called his name. Cyril had liked Janet because she was big. His type was usually smaller, more lean women. But when he laid eyes on Janet's heavy chest and big round bottom from the decks, he was so distracted by what he saw that he dropped a bottle of red stripe on the turntables. Her full body piqued his interest in a way he hadn't been able to let go of, physically or mentally. Cyril had promised her the world, and suitably, had left her with a child. Janet, an Indian Jamaican woman who had aspirations to be a legal secretary, knew nothing of Cyril's previous children, and when she found out, she was equal parts livid and heartbroken, though she hid her disappointment. She wanted a child to love, yes, but she also thought that what she'd found in Cyril was a man who would love and support them both. Not a man who could whisk up, on the spot, 75 reasons why he couldn't pay child support this week, but that he might be able to help in a couple weeks' time. Lizzie's mother was Kemi Adesina, a young nurse Cyril had met when visiting his mother Dolores in hospital. Kemi, the picture of dignity, was athletically built with a long, slender neck and was a proud and firm Yoruba woman who was committed to a full and prosperous relationship with this man who was to be the father of her child. When she found out that this wasn't going to be the case, she put the encounter with Cyril down to a lapse in judgment and didn't speak a word to him until the day Lizzie asked where her dad was. This was around nine years after her conception. Kemi called Cyril up exchanged some quick pleasantries with him and put him on the phone to his daughter. When Nikisha was ten years old, Cyril had gone to visit his eldest daughter for the first time in six years. He had given up all of his false aspirations of being a father to her, but it had been Nikisha's birthday a couple of weeks before and he thought it might be a good thing to take her a card. Nikisha had looked at her father and the card with derision, then went out to play with her friends. Cyril stayed and reacquainted himself with her mother, Bernice, 
who looked just as good to him as she did when Nikisha had been just a glint in his eye. Nine or so months later, one frosty December day, came Prince Pennington. Nikisha, who was probably more suited to being an only child, actually took to being an older sister well, mainly because she realised there was no point in fighting it. The first time Prince took food out of her mouth to eat for himself, she knew this sort of activity wouldn't be a one-off. Everything she had became her little brother's, even her time. Prince grew up to be a schemer and a dreamer, selectively forgetful but sharp, charming and excited, but largely uncommitted to anything. One day, when all of his children were what he believed to be approaching court in age, apart from Prince, who was nine, Cyril decided that this day, this Saturday, would be the day that they all met. So the impromptu meeting without any warning to the mothers of his children goes about as well as you might expect. The siblings do not grow up to be best friends, but that fateful day does cement a bond between them and it's a bond I think you will really enjoy discovering. It made me think was about my own family and my relationships to my own siblings and that's the best that fiction can do. So... A big thank you to Candice Carty-Williams for featuring her new book, People Person, on the Salon Exclusives podcast. We were thrilled to have her here. The book is published by Trapeze, which is an imprint of Orion and available now. You can get it from your local indie bookshop or you can support the work at the Literary Salon. You can get it from your local indie bookshop or you can support the Literary Salon by getting a copy from our shop on bookshop.org. Now, Send this to all the Queenie fans in your life. There are lots of them and they want this book. They need this book, so send it to them. A free copy will be available in an upcoming newsletter. So for a chance to win, be sure to subscribe. Now, thank you for listening, giving me your ears and Candice. Join us again soon. Bye.